This program is brought to you by Bible Way Media, a work of the Ulaga Church of Christ. Hello, and welcome to the podcast Spiritual Appetizers, small devotional tidbits to stimulate the spiritual appetite. Matthew chapter 4 and verse 4 says, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. The topic for discussion today in episode 14 is going to be from Matthew chapter 6, verses 30 through 34. If the Christian truly understands that God knows and will supply all of his, her needs, then it will provide the disciple of Christ with the confidence he, she needs to seek first the kingdom of God. Matthew chapter 6, verses 30 through 34 read, Now if God so clothes the grass of the field, which today is, and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you, O you of little faith? Therefore do not worry, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For after all these things the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly Father knows that you need all these things. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about its own things. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. God t- takes care of the grass of the field. Now, if God so clothed the grass of the field, which today is and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you, O you of little faith? How much more important are we to God than the grass of the field? He's going to take care of us. He's going to make sure that we have the things that we need if, if we are doing what he wants us to do. If we are seeking first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, then we have nothing to worry about because all these things shall be added unto us. If we're doing what God wants us to do, our troubles of this world, they're not going to matter much to us. Even if we have to go through hard times and struggles, which all Christians do, the troubles of this world are going to vanish away when you know that you're right with God and that you have a reward in heaven. What can man do to you that's going to take that away? In Deuteronomy chapter 31, verses 6 through 8, the Bible reads, Be strong and of good courage. Do not fear nor be afraid of them. For the Lord your God, he is the one who goes with you. He will not leave you nor forsake you. Then Moses called Joshua and said to him, In the sight of all Israel, be strong and of good courage, for you must go with this people to the land which the Lord has sworn to their fathers to give them, and you shall cause them to inherit it. And the Lord, he is the one who goes before you. He will be with you. He will not leave you nor forsake you. Do not fear nor be dismayed. So Moses was going to die. He was going to leave the responsibility of leading Israel to Joshua. And he wanted to remind Joshua that God was going to be with him if he was strong and of good courage and did what God desired him to do, then God was going to lead him into the promised land and they were going to be able to take it and they were not going to have any problems. The only thing that he had to do was be strong and of good courage and not be afraid. Moses struck a rock that he was supposed to speak to and thus 
he could not enter into the promised land because of this, because he had disobeyed God. Moses was reminding Joshua to be faithful to God, and he will go before you. In Joshua chapter 1, verses 6 through 9, this reminder is told to the children of Israel again. Be strong of good courage, for to this people you shall divide as an inheritance the land which I swore to their fathers to give them. Only be strong and very courageous, that you may observe to do according to all the law which Moses my servant commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right hand or to the left, that you may prosper wherever you go. So if the children of Israel wanted to prosper, they had to keep the law of the Lord. They had to walk in his ways. Verse 8, this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous and then you will have good successes. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and of good courage. Do not be afraid, nor be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. And this is true for us today as well. If we will simply keep the word of the Lord, if we will love Jesus by keeping his commandments, then God will go with us, and there is nothing that we need to be afraid of today. In Second Chronicles chapter 31, verse 1, It says, Now when all this was finished, all Israel who were present went out to the cities of Judah and broke the sacred pillars in pieces, cut down the wooden images, and threw down the high places and the altars from all Judah, Benjamin, Ephraim, and Manasseh, until they had utterly destroyed them all. Then all the children of Israel returned to their own cities, every man to his possession. During this time, The children of Israel had corrupted the worship of God. They had brought in false idols and all kinds of things that God did not want them to do. And Hezekiah, a good king, he was going to restore the proper worship to Israel. He was going to cut down the pillars that were brought in, the sacred pillars, and all the wooden images that they had brought into the temple, he was going to take them out and get rid of them. And that's exactly what he did. And then dropping down to verses 6 through 10, we find the blessing that came with this. And the children of Israel and Judah, who dwelt in the cities of Judah, brought the tithe of oxen and sheep, also the tithe of the holy things which were consecrated to the Lord their God. They laid them in heaps. You see, while those false images and idols and sacred pillars were in the temple and in the cities of Israel, they weren't bringing in the proper offerings to God. They were not keeping his commandments. They were not giving God the things that belonged to God. And in verse 6, they returned to doing this. They returned to worshiping God properly. Verse 7, in the third month, they began laying them in heaps, and they finished in the seventh month. And when Hezekiah and the leaders came and saw the heaps, they blessed the Lord and his people. Then Hezekiah questioned the priests and the Levites concerning the heaps. And Azariah, the chief priest from the house of Zadok, answered him and said, Since the people began to bring the offerings into the house of the Lord, 
We have had enough to eat and have had plenty left for the Lord has blessed his people. And what is left is this great abundance. You see, God took care of them. When they returned to him and started worshiping him properly and living right, he blessed them. He took care of them. Notice verse 10. And Azariah, the chief priest from the house of Zayok, answered and said to him, Since the people began to bring the offerings into the house of the Lord, when they returned to doing things properly, God took care of his people, as he will also today. This same principle is found in Malachi chapter 3, verses 8 through 12. Will a man rob God? Yet you have robbed me. But you say, in what ways have we robbed you? In tithes and offerings. You are cursed with a curse, for you have robbed me, even this whole nation. Bring all the tithes into the storehouse, that there may be food in my house. And try me now in this, says the Lord of hosts, if I will not open for you the windows of heaven and pour out for you such blessings that there will not be room enough to receive it. You see, if we give to God the way that we're supposed to give to God, and that includes our worship, that includes our life, that includes everything that we have, if we rob God, he's not going to bless us. But if we give God what is rightfully his, which is everything of ours, he owns everything, he made everything, he's the creator of the world, then he will bless us such as we will not be able to store it all. And this principle comes over into the New Testament as well. If we look at Romans chapter 8 and verse 28, it says, And we know that all things work together for the good of those who love God, to those who are called according to his purpose. All things work together for the good of those who love the Lord. Who, do, who does all things work together for the good of? Those who love the Lord. John chapter 14 verse 15, If you love me, keep my commandments. But first, we have to come to God. We have to realize that we can't do things the way that we want to do them. We have to come to God, and we have to listen to God. We have to learn from Jesus. Matthew chapter 11, verses 28 through 30. Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is is light. And so if we desire that everything work together for the good of those who love the Lord, we need to come to Jesus first. We need to learn from him. We need to learn how to live our lives and be a humble servant of his. Because just like he told Joshua, if we're strong and courageous to observe all that he has commanded us, he is going to take care of us. He is going to make sure that we are taken care of. Even if it's not in this world, it will be in the next. In Hebrews chapter 5, verses 14 through 16, it says, Seeing then we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens, Jesus the Son of God, let us hold fast our confession. For we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses, but was in all points tempted as we are, yet without sin. Let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in a time of need. When we are in need, if we live properly, if we're trying our best to do what God wants us to do, then we can come boldly before the throne of grace to find mercy, to help in a time of need. In Hebrews chapter 13, 
verses 5 and 6, it says, Let your conduct be without covetousness. Be content with such things as you have. For he himself has said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. So we may boldly say, The Lord is my helper. I will not fear. What can man do to me? With the Lord as our helper, we have nothing to fear. But we have to live the way that he wants us to live. In this case, he says, let your conduct be without covetousness. Be content with such things as you have. In other words, I'm going to take care of you. You don't have to take care of yourselves. You don't have to go out and work all day long in order to make lots and lots of money. All you have to do is trust in me and I will take care of you. I will make sure you have what you need. The Lord is my helper. I will not fear. What can man do to me? All man can do is kill the body. But he can't cast a soul into hell. Fear not the one that can kill the body, but has no more power after. But fear the one that can cast both body and soul into hell. And so we need to be trusting in God to take care of us. In 1 Peter chapter 5, verses 6 through 10, the Bible reads, Therefore humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time. Casting all your care upon him, for he cares for you. Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, walks about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. Resist him, steadfast in the faith, knowing that the same sufferings are experienced by your brotherhood in the world. But may the God of all grace, who called, you, called us into his eternal glory by Jesus Christ, after you have suffered a while, perfect, establish, strengthen, and settle you. You see, he's going to perfect us if we do his will. He's going to establish us. He's going to strengthen us. He's going to settle us. We don't need to be afraid because he has not given us a spirit of fear but of power. And we need to understand this. And we need to be like Joshua and be strong and courageous and allow his provision to take care of us. If the Christian truly understands that God knows and will supply all his her needs, then it will provide the disciple of Christ with the confidence he, she needs to seek first the kingdom of God. We must rely on God and know that he is capable of taking care of us. If we put our trust in him and do not rely upon ourselves, but rely upon him by following his commandments, he is going to take care of us. We can have the confidence necessary to keep his commandments, to seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. In Revelation chapter 14 and verse 13, it says, Then I heard a voice from heaven saying to me, Right, blessed are the dead who die in the Lord from now on. Yes, says the Spirit, that they may rest from their labors and their works follow them. You see, blessed are those who die in the Lord, those that died in a right standing with him, because their works are going to follow them. It doesn't matter how much we suffer in this world. If we've been obedient to God, the sufferings of this world will not compare to the glory that he's got prepared for his people in heaven. One last verse to leave you with for today. 1 Timothy chapter 4 and verse 8. For bodily exercise profits a little. But godliness is profitable for all things, having the promise of life that now is and that of which is to come. So as we go about our lives today, let us take this little bit of food and apply it to our lives, digest it into our lives, and mold our lives around the Word of God. This has been Spiritual Appetizers, small devotional tidbits to stimulate the spiritual appetite. Thank you.
So, as we go about our lives today, let's take this little bit of food and apply it to our lives, digest it into our lives, and mold our lives around the Word of God. This has been Spiritual Appetizers, small devotional tidbits to stimulate the spiritual appetite. Thank you. We hope you enjoyed this program. We encourage you to subscribe to our podcast on Pandora, Spotify, or Podbean. Thanks for listening.